Hello, everybody. Welcome to our new episode with Lauren Buckner, the business strategist and also my co-author. We are now in the times where we share our book. Most all of you may be or lots of you maybe already have it in your hands. For us, it's such an amazing time in our lives. And not only because we have a book, right? Um, as we always say, and as we spoke before we went live, it's about sisterhood. We support each other and it's such an amazing experience. And I would love you to get to know Laura. And before that, welcome to our Female Gentle Leaders podcast. I'm your host. My name is Polly. I am a business architect and I biz and I build and design growing ecosystems. And I I just love it. And with Lauren, we have this together. We love both strategizing and building really stable businesses. And one thing that Lauren uses and what we will be talking about is the term money babies. So let's talk money and stability, but also fun. And before we dive in, Lauren, could you tell us more about what you do? And also, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Polly, for having me. My goodness, I am just excited to be here. This has been just an amazing year to have been able to meet you and to work with you and to write this amazing book that I'm, I know everyone has already. But if you don't, go ahead and get your copy. It is the best book really that you can read this year and then pass it on. This book really, really allowed me to, I'm going to be honest, tap into who I am and like really what I do right now. I have a background in law. I've been practicing law for 17 years, uh, real estate and business development. Really, you know, had a great career, you know, from the outside, but really was not living my truth, wasn't really walking into the life that I really wanted for myself. And I took a big leap of faith. And, you know, I, 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 my, my, my message in my book, you know, is stronger than, than we know. And I took a big leap of faith and jumped and decided to leave the practice of law, Polly, while we were writing the book, right? Which is so crazy. So like this book is, it's real life. You know, my chapter is a big reflection of a lot of adversities that I had to overcome. And one of those being poverty and really being, you know, committed to never living another day without money, without control, without, you know, stability. And, um, I took a big leap to jump into something that was going to maybe be a little unstable, but it ended up helping me to tap really into my purpose. And what that is, is being the business builder, a business strategist who now works with business owners to help them build their business with a strong foundation, that legal foundation, because most business owners are starting businesses kind of from the middle. They're excited about the business, but they forget to create the plan. They forget to really think about all the agreements and the foundational pieces that they need, right, to grow the business. Because the ultimate goal is that I want to help women. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to, I want to help everybody, but I really, really want to help women build strong businesses on a solid foundation so they can grow that business income and create, as Polly said, the money babies and the money babies. That's the long money, Polly. That is the long money. That's the money that grows from that first batch of money that you make. And then you grow it and then you grow it and you create babies. And that's the money that really helps you get that generational wealth, 
that stability, that foundation that we all need and we desire. And coming from a background of poverty, abandonment, as a young girl, I always knew in my mind that the more money I had, the more power I had, the more control I could have over my life and over my decisions. And so that passion is like really what what is in the chapter here that we that I wrote for this book. And I was able to work through that with you all, with my sisters throughout this Women Thrive process. And in the process, I literally created this business that we're talking about. Like I started this business in July of this year. We started our process in May, I think, of this year. Like this all came together really as a result of me being able to be with amazing women where I felt comfortable enough to like release trauma, release shame, release judgment from just release anything that was holding me back that didn't serve me. And what happened is like, I was able to create an amazing piece in this book. And then I was able to really open my eyes to what I really wanted to do and what I believe was my purpose in life. And that is to help women really have this financial independence and stability in their lives. And I believe every woman has a business in them, whether it's part-time, quarter-time, you know, seasonal. I believe that we all need to have the ability to make one more additional stream of income. And then I think if you can make one, you can make one more. And if you can make one more, you can make one more. And then we have the money babies. And now it's just nice and circular. <laughs> I just love that so much. Uh, when you talk about it, I just feel in my body like, yes, 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 please. I want them too. <laughs> and we all want it. And sometimes I feel that we stop in our business at the stage, I'm okay like this. I'm earning enough. My business is growing. Why want more? But as you said, we are not building a business only to or for ourselves only to live here and now, but we can think of generations to come after us. And if we think as in this way, there's no ceiling there. We can really grow in any way we want to. And what do you feel are the stages of this growth? Because when we start our business, we always think, okay, I'm just starting. I need to I'm earning just enough to pay my bills. Then I'm earning just enough to pay my bills, have maybe a new team member. How do you feel when it starts creating the money babies? Or you can do it just from already from the start? Yeah, definitely. So yes, you can do it from the start. And so that's the that's the big lie out there is that in order to create a million dollars, you have to come from a million dollars. That's not true you can create that million dollars. You just have to have a plan. So what I like to do is when businesses are, are either getting started, if I have the opportunity to work with them at the beginning, which is here's the, here's the plug for everyone out there. If you really are serious about starting a business, you have to have a meeting with a business consultant or a business attorney before you get started. Because you just need to make sure that you're speaking to someone who actually knows. You don't know anything about running a business. What you know is what you like to do. So you know you want to sell this lip gloss. Okay, that's what you know, and that's great. 
but you don't know anything about running a business. So you need to first sit down with someone. And so when you sit down and you work on that plan, right, you're going to identify the amount of money that you believe that you're going to generate in the business. So even in year one, where we know that we don't make millions of dollars, usually you're going to make some profit. You should be making some profit. And so one of those streams of income that come in the business, so the money comes in and it should go out into an operating account. You should have a savings account. You should have your tax account. You should have an investment account. And then if you need to have another account for other line item, every dollar that comes into your business needs to be assigned somewhere. So if you're only making a hundred, I don't care. You make a hundred dollars, maybe $2 goes into your investment account. Something 50 cents goes into your investment account. So right now, here's another stream of income we're creating. That money will grow and put this into an account. Maybe it's compound interest building, you know, or maybe that's money that we're going to earmark to put into a piece of real estate to invest. Because remember, investing doesn't mean stocks. Investing means that you're going to put your money somewhere where it's going to grow. Maybe you're going to be a seed of a lender to a small business owner. There are some small businesses that would really love for someone to lend them $2,000 with like a very small interest rate. What if you had a, an account in your business where you had like, okay, I have, I have $2,500 here. I could invest, be a lender, almost a hard money lender to a small business, help them get up. They pay me back plus my interest. Now you've made some money. There's so many different ways to make the money babies. But the first part is at the beginning. You have to designate an account, a line item where you're going to put money for your investment. And you're not going to touch that money. That money is going to grow and then grow. And if you want to splurge and buy the nice bags and the nice cars and stuff like that, you buy that from the investment. You don't buy it from the money that comes in here. We don't play with this first level of money. It goes into accounts, it grows, it grows. Then you can play, you know, down the line after you have the money babies. <laughs> I love this great plan because what I see often with, so exactly as you said, when a business owner starts or even sometimes during the time, often the... And it's not a mistake. It's just how it happens that we forget about this. And then I need to create a completely different. Uh, um, oh, my God, I just forgot. It's, it's OK. Um, <laughs> it's evening here. Um, we need to create different pricing because mm. when we do when we create everything, services or anything that I create, for example, with my clients, they often forget that it's not what I earn is mine. So I always try to make them remember, okay, if it's not like that, it's 50% maybe is yours to take, but the rest needs to be divided. And this way your business can grow. If you will always spend everything you, you earn, there, there's going to be so much stress on you. So from me, from my side, it always begins from pricing and stuff like that. Because if we count on these parts, as you said, beforehand, 
it's so much easier not to be stressed about not having money to pay rent or to pay food for food, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that you said the pricing because that that is the big thing. When when businesses come to me, and, and I'm just gonna be honest, most people don't start off correctly. They just don't. They they don't believe, as we say, fat meat is greasy. And that's like a saying here, you know, fat meat is greasy, but they don't believe it. So they go out there and they try to start a business without a, a good plan. Then they come back and they're like, I need a plan. I'm like, yeah, of course. And they already started, like you say, they started the business, they're making money and they think because they're making money, they're good, but they're not really allocating the money to go into different accounts to make sure that they know that they have a reoccurring bill. I mean, small things, right? That they haven't thought about. And then when they come, I look at their pricing and a lot of times their pricing is too low. And so I have to say, wow, I really wish that you would have worked, you know, on this before because you've kind of gotten yourself in this place where, yeah, you're making money because your pricing is really low, but you're having to go out and kill every month because your pricing is low and you never really are making enough to even have a surplus. So I'm so glad you talked about pricing. And I have to a lot of times convince business owners that their their product is worth the price. I'm like, why are you choosing these low prices just so you can make a sale? Because that means you're going to have to do it like a thousand times. But if you have the price at the right level versus the value that you're giving, this, the problem that you're solving, you don't need to have 100 clients. You maybe maybe you only need to have five clients and you just need to have the right price. You know, so I'm all about also working smarter, you know, and not harder and building great systems and pricing is like key. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, as you do, right? I work with female entrepreneurs and it, they forget about it they just they do what they love they feed their families and they think that it's okay like i can make it we are so used to push ourselves that sometimes exactly a client came to me yesterday she has a full calendar and she's exhausted she's on the how how did how does it say she's almost burned out now and i said okay so what do we do how how deep do you need to fall for you to feel okay to put up the prices oh i like that how deep do you need to fall so just put it back on her yeah and it was so powerful for both of us because she said okay i'm afraid to uh double the prices and i said okay but you are in such a state now do you see another way out no and she was okay with the double price but then the fear came out like if the clients won't pay it what would i do what will i do and i said okay but maybe you would have some time off you could recharge and do something online play with it or there will be clients that will pay it and you won't need full calendar as you said right you maybe instead of 20 clients you it's going to be enough to have five clients and your business will be able to grow on it to have a team member to have a system have a funnel have ads anything like that and we come back here right 
to our motherhood, to the fact that we really we have that deep notion of we need to take care of our family and we will do anything for them, but where it stops, right? Yeah, where it stops and where we and where we allow ourselves to understand that there is another level that we can get to. Because I think, like you said, we get so comfortable with hustling and the struggle and like, oh, it's hard, it's so hard, but it's supposed to be hard. You know, it's it's not really supposed to be so hard. But I think we also have to acknowledge that and we have to tell each other like, hey, sis, you don't have to struggle so much. Like, there's a better way. Let me show you another way. And we have to be able to, on the other side, receive that and, and say, okay, I deserve a better way. And it's hard because I think that's that's the, I don't want to say the American way because that's so wrong, but you know, that that's the, the, what is, that's the world way. Like, that's just the world way. Like, everything has to be hard and, and everything doesn't. And then there's a, there's a group of people who figured it out that it doesn't have to always be such a struggle. Right. And so when I'm working with business owners, like that's the one thing I'm trying to do, and especially women, because, you know, when I was uh, growing my first business, I, I have a health and wellness business as well. And um, that was a, a brick and mortar studio where we taught classes. And, you know, when I was growing that business, you know, that was like a, a crazy time. I didn't know like what I was doing. You know, I was doing that. I was practicing law. I was raising two kids. I thought I was supposed to be like doing everything. And I literally had like a nervous breakdown and I left the practice of law for two years. I took a sabbatical and I just was burnt out. And I thought I was never going to practice law again because I had gotten so burnt out but it was just because I was doing way too much. Like it was like, I couldn't, I was volunteering everywhere. I was trying to run the business. I was, it was just too much. And, but I was convincing myself that that's what I needed to do. And, you know, so it's taken years for me to like really unwind that, that mentality that you're taught too. you know, it's ingrained through our society, I think, you know, and reinforced, you're reinforced for like the struggle sometimes, right? The heavier the load, the better. <laughs> Yeah, being a superwoman, right? That's what we like crave for and are proud of. I'm a superwoman. I can do it all. I cook for dinners. I cook every meal. I have a clean house, healthy kids, uh, successful business and everything. And then we burn out. What helped you to get out of that hole to realize you can do it in another way? Well, I think my health, I think like when I had that, that moment when I left the practice and I was feeling, I don't like to use the word overwhelmed, but I was just feeling like I couldn't breathe. And I knew that that was not healthy. And I had young kids, you know, and I, you know, my whole life has been riddled with like all of these different obstacles. And at this point, I was at the point where things should not have been hard, right? I had now made it. I was, I was, there was no reason for me to be struggling so much. And so I knew that I had to tap back into me. And so I just tapped back into my health and wellness. And that's really when I like put more um, air into my, my business, my health and wellness business. I did more real estate investing. I started to do things that I really enjoyed versus what I had to do. And the practice of law set on the shelf for two years. And I just got back to me and I just had a, a, 
uh, like a kumbaya moment and, you know, just kind of had to recenter myself. And then I got really scheduled. And so people who know me, like, you know, may sometimes complain, oh, if you're not on her schedule, she's not going to talk to you. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, that's true. You know, so like I got really scheduled and I started time blocking. And I, and I use that where, you know, I really black out each week. I take my week and I schedule ahead of time what I'm doing. I have my self-care time on there. I have like now I have like my I'm an empty nester now. My youngest is now, you know, in school. So like I put it on like my TV times, things like I want to watch. And I literally schedule it out and, and I turn my phone off at a certain time. And so I I unplug and I also started to uh, work and do things at times that were more convenient for me. And so for me, like, I'm not a morning person, not, and I don't, you know, when I was in corporate America and doing so many different things, you know, you have to start work at a certain time. So I really started to like adjust my schedule to do things that like really were more in alignment with like my natural energy, you know, when I was more just alert um, and then it just made me happier. So um, owning my time like really became and has been like, like the key or me keeping my balance. And I hate to say balance, because as soon as you say that, things fall, right? <laughs> but, you know, like that's like, like time management, time ownership, being able to say no is like those things. That's that's what helped me get it together. Mm -hmm. So own your schedule, own your time, put some boundaries there, but also sense where you have the energy right as you said where was the excitement what you really wanted to do and not thought you must do it or you need to do it and sometimes it's really it's stressful to think about it like that like am i doing the right thing or should i do something else and if we feel that this thing is making us money it's helping us survive and provide and everything it's so hard to stop and maybe rethink it or add something that would make us happy um for you it was like that right but sometimes sometimes it's already been some few years right since your since your sabbatical and everything what helps you now not um to still like allow yourself to change and to align to what feel what makes you feel great oh gosh what helps me now i think community um i have be been very intentional the past 18 months maybe 24 maybe about 18 months with the my community and that means like the people with whom like I spend like my personal time shoulder to shoulder, those people with whom I spend my screen time with, which is a, a very lot. I mean, it's a majority of my contact, right? You know what I mean? Um, all the way down to the people with whom I have in my business community. And um, that has been, and I, I believe will continue to be um, very central for me as I continue to grow because I'm growing through releasing things at the same time. And so in order for me to, I, I believe, stay on the right track that I need to go, I need to still continue to heal. I need to still continue to, to release 
Um, and I, I have, I haven't experienced the breakthroughs that I've had in my business at the level I had until I started to really shift very intentionally the community and the energy seriously that I had around me. Um, and so that's what I know will continue to keep me right. Because if I start to go to the other side, I think that I have strong energy and vibes and warriors, whatever you want to call it out there that will not even without, I mean, without even saying it, just because everyone's going the right way, you know, you just, you tilt your course and you're like, oh, my bad. It was supposed to be that way. I'm going this way because it's like, it's a circle of energy. Um, and I really have had to tap into that. And then just another thing is just believing and knowing that like, there's just more for me and that I know that I'm just at the beginning of giving like business knowledge, you know, motivational knowledge. Like there's just so much more that I want to do. And so I just have to remember that, you know, it's not necessarily about me. There's a journey here and it's about touching other people. And one part of the journey was our book and still is, right? Because it's everything there. It's the community and the healing, as you said, for you and for all of us. What made you decide to be a part of this book? What was your story behind it? Because the story about you, that please buy our book, read it. Lauren always made us cry. So you just need to read it. It's so amazing. Her story is just mind-blowing. So what made you decide? Because it, it wasn't, I think, an easy decision, right? Like, okay, I will write a book and I will tell everything there, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, because, yeah, so you guys, if you've read the book, you know that it's it's pretty personal, my my chapter. And if you haven't, again, get get it. It's, it's, it is pretty. It's the first time I've talked about, I don't even want to say publicly, it's just the first time that I even spoke, like myself was even able to verbalize things, right? Um, but what made me write this book or this chapter is, or submit for the chapter is, is like, I've, I don't want to say I've been struggling with myself, but I've been like, you know, struggling with myself the past couple of years. So before I started to make this big change in my, in my circle with like my purpose, and I was getting antsy at work, right? I, you know, I was back at the firm. So let's, you know, catch people up. So I, after the sabbatical, I was out for two years and I went back, which was right at the top of the pandemic, which was perfect timing because then we had to shut our studio down. And that was like my income. And so it was a very like universal transformation. I just flowed with it. I said, thank you, whoever did this. Thank you for pushing me back, right? So. I stayed at the firm in my mind, <clears throat> excuse me, I was just going to stay for, you know, a, a year or so after the pandemic. And I was like, oh, I'll just stay through whatever this thing is. But of course, that pandemic was more than like six months that they thought it would be and whatever. So I stayed throughout the pandemic. And at the top of the or at the end of the pandemic, you know, I was really antsy and I just was like, gosh, I think there's something else that I really need to do with my life. And I really found myself talking to strangers a lot about pieces of my life. I mean, strangers. I might go up to the register and someone might say something nice. 
and I say something and I just, and they're like, okay, lady, I said 1999. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't want to hear my life story. Right. So like, I just started, like, I found myself talking and I found myself needing to talk about it and process it because, um, you know, my life was transforming, you know, Josh was getting my, who's my youngest and who I write about in the chapter was getting older. Life was starting to look different for me. And I was realizing that there was things that I wanted to talk about and that I wanted to share. And then to be honest, I started to really see a lot of like young, young women giving up on life. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm the woman who's like talking to you out in the street. Seriously. I'm like, are you okay? And my son's like, mom, you don't know her. I'm like, I know, but I know her. Like you can see it in her face. I'm like, I know there's something wrong. Right. And so I found myself wanting to motivate, like generally needing to, to be honest. And so I started, I signed up for a public speaking like course and I took it over the break. And then I studied with Les Brown. I took a speaker academy with him. And I did my first like speech, 10 seconds or 10 minute. Uh, we did a summit and it was all virtual. And I shared a little bit about what I talk about in the chapter. And it was it's so emotional for me. But everyone on the other side was so like dropping these fire emojis and they will, everybody wanted to know more. And I shared just like a tidbit, right? In 10, 10 minutes, maybe I had like five like three minutes about it. So it was nothing. They they were like, what happened? Well, and so I started to say, you know, I think I want to share my story, but I don't know how. And I was following Ray and I was watching what she was doing. And I did the, I watched, uh, I participated in the virtual launch that they did. And I remember when the ladies were kind of talking about their chapters, I was like, that could totally be me. Like, you know how you're saying, like, I could do that. Like, I could do that. And then she drops the link and I, I opened it up immediately on my phone. And I was like, crap, this is like, oh, it's not like just sign up, drop your email. Like she wanted like a writing sample. And I was like, oh, this is legit. And so I put it down for like a minute. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it was now I was like, oh, I have to actually write right now just to be considered. Um, and I left it and it didn't sit right with me. It just kept like, something was like, what are you doing? Like you, you just said, I think I might want to tell my story. And then out of nowhere, like you get connected and like, again, the universe, sometimes like there's something that's just like, and so I went back and I just freestyle wrote and then she immediately reached out and she's like, I just want to talk to you. And then. I was, I think I was the second one that came in. So yeah, it was very early on, but it was, and that's how I got in. And I'm going to tell you, there are many days I wanted to moonwalk out because I was like, oh, this is gonna, this is real. It's a little too real, but I didn't, um, you know, it was, it's a life-changing experience. This is the best thing that's probably ever happened to me at this point in my life. I, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this because I think we need to share more and more and more because it's not only about achieving something for us. It's not only about telling our story, but it's about overcoming ourselves, our fears, our doubts, our imposter syndromes that are attacking us on a daily basis. 
and just stick with our dream, stick with our vision and not to give up on ourselves. Because I had it in the same way, right? I felt like a dream come true when I saw even already that you can try and be a part of this book. And then, as you said, the same here. Uh, so much to fill out. I don't have the right size of my headshot. And there's so much text to write. I don't have time. I might do it later. And if we would give up, nothing, nothing would change. This amazing experience just wouldn't exist for us. Would it? Would it? And the writing, right? Oh my God, so many times I just wanted to shut it off, cancel everything, run away from it, and just do something easier. <laughs> yes, right, because you had to write in English. Is the, was this the first time that you wrote all this in English? Book, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's been an adventure, <laughs> that's that's for sure. And yeah, it's not easy to write not if you're not a native speaker in a different language. There's another layer for me. There was this. So yeah, I wanted to give up so many times, and then I and then I just really tuned into myself and tried to see further, deeper behind the stress behind the fear and there was always my heart saying go you can do it you can survive it go through it so i just did i think as you did right yeah you just move because what i one thing um that i know to be true is behind fear is really something amazing usually i'm just i mean the because growth happens through like the most uncomfortable situations and they don't, may not always seem that way when you're going through it <laughs> i've been through some really nasty ones and i didn't think at that time that it was going to bring great things but it, it does right but like fear when you when you get to a place usually that fear there's something good behind it and so if you can just move through the fear there's usually going to be something brighter on the other side. So, and if not, what's the worst that's going to happen? You'll just be where you were when you started. I mean, and this helps me so much. I always need to remember there's always something behind the fear because this way we can really say, okay, it's just a moment. I can survive it and let's see what's on the other side. And yeah, you can all read what's, the, on, what's on the other side for us. And we are all so excited for you to connect. You can read our chapters. You can then write us, tell us what you felt, what you discovered, what was there for you, maybe to heal or to realize. Thank you, Lauren, for being here. It's got, it was so amazing to talk about money babies and how to think and create a stable business and really generational wealth and how we can really overcome, I think, anything and become really stronger. Is there oh. something you would like to say to us 
Oh, I was just going to say thank you so much for, for having me and thank you all for spending, you know, this half an hour with us. And, you know, if there's one thing that I want you to understand is that like you deserve everything that you desire. And a lot of times we count ourselves short and you are amazing. You are powerful and the world deserves to know about you. So whatever that passion is that you have, whatever that voice is that's been inside of you that's saying, I think I should do it. Just get out here, try, start the business, get some help, get some advice, get some free resources, you know, tap into to have a, a free business builder lounge. It's on Facebook. It's free. You can just um, join it. Click the link on my bio, um, which I think that Polly's going to share all my links. Right. You just just come get free resources, empower yourself because we are stronger than we know. Yes. Thank you so much, Lauren. Let's connect with Lauren. Let's share our knowledge and just enjoy the ride and create generational wealth for our kids and families and everybody. Thank you so much. And for all of you, have an amazing day and see you next time. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>